Hi guys, welcome to Frog Talk. Today we have a special guest, Cal Henry Slatin III. And joining me as our co-host, we have Brevin Nanini. All right, all right. Julius, I am so honored to be on today. When you, no. uh, dude, when, no, no, no. When you reached out to me uh-huh. and told me that we are making a podcast, I was very excited. And I let David know. Yeah. All right. He is ecstatic that it's literally being a part and implemented into daily curriculum in the classroom. I'm happy I am, to hear that. I'm happy to be a part of this. And it's so great because, you know, David worked on uh, releasing his guide to the Chromebook podcast. Yeah. And it's literally being, this is so cool. It's being implemented. Yeah, I've had, me and Brevin have had to listen to David Chen talk for like <laughs> like the past week. Yeah, but he, he did a good job, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, are you complaining? You know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm not complaining. David's Yo, rather, yeah, rather him than like half the teachers on the campus, no cap. And I can say that now. Um, so, why you have me on today, buddy? So, Cal, our topic today is how is COVID affecting student-slash-athletes? How, how did, just like, first off, how is COVID affecting you right now? How is COVID affecting me? Yes. Well, it's affecting me in uh, pretty much every single aspect of my life. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding since the beginning from not being allowed to see my girlfriend and friends. Yeah. I mean, I remember I wasn't allowed to hang out with you and we, we were hanging out daily. Yeah. Uh, wasn't allowed to hang out with my girlfriend and we used to hang out literally daily. Um, my hours were cut immensely. Uh, you know, my hopes and dreams are all shattered into the little tiny pieces and then blown away in the wind like dust. Yeah. Uh, and it's all COVID's fault. So let's just say that COVID has had a profound effect on my life recently. Um, mm. Now on the topic of like specifically for athletics and being a student. Yes. All right. Well, let me tell you, it was really depressing uh, training year after year. Right. It was my mm-hmm. senior year. I was so excited to uh, to play some tennis. And, you know, you know, I mean, I had I was playing with David. I was playing with Errol. We had a really good team together, mm-hmm. potentially number one in the league. Yeah. And, you know, it's wow. all just shot down like I have nothing to I, I left nothing, no legacy. And uh, I never had a chance to go and redeem it. Yeah, that really sucks. But I will tell you guys, it, it taught me a lesson. And I hope um, I hope everyone learned this lesson. It kind of has has changed my attitude towards life. Like I'm more of a go getter now Uh, because before this I would like skip out on dances and I would skip out on, uh, on, I literally was thinking about quitting the tennis team, but when it all, when it all was just ripped away from me, I never had a chance to do any of it because of COVID. I regret, I I took that all for granted. So now you kind of just have to seize every opportunity you can uh, because as we see, it can all just be gone in an instant. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. The second, if we go back to school, I'm going to do literally everything we can do at school. Like, yeah, for sure. for sure. Do it. Do it, please. And then, and then not just how it's affecting you, like how it's affecting everybody in the whole world. Like, what's your take on that? Like, what it's doing to, like, the well, yeah. whole world as, like, a whole. I mean, it shattered the global economy. Um, and then think about us. I mean, we're America. Like, we're we're a pretty rich country, and yet – we had 200,000 deaths. I mean, we just hit that number. 200,000 people that died from this disease that is crazy. in just America, in just America. Um, I mean, the world will never be the same. I feel like you guys can agree with me on that, right? Like, this It will is, never this be the, the same ever. There's yeah, still going to be a pandemic. Culture is going to be a thing, like forever. 
I just, I really hope we don't live life like this forever. Like imagine this whole mask life and quarantine life forever because of like, perhaps there's a virus. Yeah, there's no way they can just keep keep that on. I mean, no, there's no way. Like there there would be a revolution probably. Um, (laughs) But for now, it's obviously the the safe way to to live life. Um, But yeah, dude, the globe the globe, everyone from a poor countries to rich countries, people are dying, and it's it's pretty pretty insane. It really is. How are you staying active and healthy during all of this? Like, are you like riding your bike? Are you like working out? Going yeah, to- yeah. Um. Well, one, I'm playing tennis. Well, and, I mean, I lost my number one partner, mm-hmm. R.A.P. David. David. Um, but you know, tennis was actually a really good sport to play during quarantine because you're socially distancing while playing. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're on completely opposite sides of the court <laughs> and I uh, kind of have a, I was pretty upset when they shut it down because I'm like, there's no other sport where you're as social distance as tennis. So that didn't make too much sense. But uh, like golf that like Brevin had, but golf. like, oh yeah, golf, golf as well. That would just never happen with volleyball. No, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I did get into biking recently to stay active. I, I I've always found biking is uh, a really good way to burn calories one because it's low impact yeah like i hate running i absolutely despise it i I feel like like do you guys know that feeling when you don't stretch and you jog like five feet and your whole body just feels like it's crumbling (laughs) yeah Yeah. because it's just so high impact you're putting like 150 pounds of pressure on each leg back to back to back for like literally minutes on end it is not fun it's not fun but but i I feel like biking kind of takes gravity out of the situation and i haven't pulled a single muscle I sometimes don't even need to warm up and I can bang out a quick 10 mile. Like it's just so nice. It's preventing me from going through these tough and horrible uh, injuries that running gives me. So yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I know you touched a little bit on like how the school is working, but maybe go into a little bit more detail on like how it's actually like affecting like your education as like a whole. Just the whole school system being shut down in general. Yeah, like, are you in school right now? Like, are you studying? It? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I should talk about, yeah. Um, so, I decided, like many students, believe me, um, that I didn't want to pay full tuition to be a student to take online classes. Yeah. Like, why would, I, why would I pay for an entire semester of college, which is expensive? We're talking, like, 10, 10 grand at least, to go open up my computer in my house and do some online assignments. So I yeah. said, uh, I said, that's no bueno. That's not, that's not, I'm not doing that. And I decided to take a gap year and I'm gonna let this whole COVID thing uh, clear out before I pursue any more academics. Yeah, that's smart. Very smart. Yeah. Do you have a job right now, Cal? I do. I do. Uh, actually, thankfully, I do at least have a job because there are many people on unemployment, but uh, I work in a small business called Joe on mm-hmm. the Go. Shout out to the Burlsons, right, for giving me that opportunity. Um, but, I mean, I can tell you, man, COVID, working in a small business, crazy. Like, there are just, people are at their all-time lows. We have people smacking on windows, yelling at us to go into the bathroom. And I'm just back there trying to make a sandwich. So, There's you're listening. Out there. Yeah. So, if you identify as a Karen and you're listening to this, please relax. It is tough <laughs> for all of us. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, oh. did you enjoy your oh, good old graduation? How about that? Yeah, that? Oh, I sure did. Believe me, 
one of the best best nights of my life. Uh, if you guys don't mind if I go over it, right? Go over it. Uh, you know, I get my gown on. I uh, I hug my parents, and they're just so proud of me. I go over to my neighbor's house, who you know I've known for a while, and he's so proud of me. And I get in the car, and I'm driving over to my graduation. The moment that four years of painstaking education, staying up late nights, two a.m., sweating over APOS history assignments literally crying over homework at some points okay all that work and guess what i get to drive up to the school for a minute and 30 seconds drive around that black asphalt parking lot that i'm so familiar with drive up to a podium walk on it for less than 10 seconds grab my diploma and leave and that was it couldn't have been any more anticlimactic than it was yeah. How are you? How are you feeling? Like the day you woke up and you knew, like it was gra- graduation day, and you weren't going to like stand up there, get like yeah, what, get everything, and like you can't sit next to your friends, you can't like be like mm-hmm. you can't hang out with anyone, talk to anyone. Yeah, I guess, I guess the word that can explain that feeling is muddled. Like I, it's just such a mix of emotions. It was just a concoction because I was like excited, yet not excited and i was like happy yet upset that i wasn't getting the graduation that i always wanted yeah and uh, i just didn't know how to feel actually that's probably one of the most confusing days of my life because i i just wanted to be happy but i didn't really have a reason to how did you feel after like uh what were the feelings yeah yeah i mean i never really felt like i graduated and i i guess graduation is supposed to be one of the most fulfilling nights of your life uh Mm. yeah i had no fulfillment i Never felt like, even to this day, I almost feel like I am supposed to go to high school because they never ended it with some punctuation. Like the sentence is still a run on and I still feel like I belong in high school because I really needed to to be there with all my fellow pupils and like have that unifying moment at graduation. And it, it's really unfortunate that they ripped it from us. And it really just sucks like all the valedictorians that worked like so hard to get to that point and the people that like practice their speeches to be able to do it in front of everyone and it's just yeah. got taken away from them. Imagine that, dude. Like, and I think David can, uh, I'll, I'll speak on his behalf. Imagine that. Imagine how much work David put in and uh, in not having, yeah, not having his opportunity to give that speech and have his voice heard. That sucks. And, and okay. Yes. They had like the um, placeholder speeches that they uploaded yeah. to YouTube. I'm uh-huh. not going to count that as an actual speech. All right. You can't. I agree. That is not that is not okay. Um, so yeah, it's especially for those valedictorians. I feel for you, and it's pretty awful. Sure, sure. Like Cal, what other um, after school activities were you in besides tennis? And like, did any like how did that how did COVID affect that? Yeah. Um, so actually, one of the main things it affected, and one of my number one after school activities mm-hmm. was recording my podcast. Right. I mean, I, 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 I will admit that I kind of dropped all of my extracurricular to focus on We the Students podcast. Uh, yeah. I think you remember me I mean, leaving mm-hmm. ag leadership and a few other classes just to really put all my focus into it. And, you know, I had that podcast room, the Octo, the in between all those math classes, not being able to, to go into the Octo and, and record podcast face to face with people sucks like i i when i talk to people i feel like you know reading their lips and really seeing what their facial expression is is yeah. so important and i would i would actually argue that it's like 50 percent of the conversation is it sight, is. Yes. right 
Like, isn't this weird what we're doing right now? Like, what are we even doing? We're, st- we're talking to our computer. Weird. I would much rather be in person. Yeah, when yeah, I like, when I thought podcast, I thought we were going to be, like, in a room together. And, like, I don't know. I didn't even realize that we were going to be 100% online. So Yeah, I mean, we're literally all just staring at waveforms right now. We're just seeing <laughs> yeah. the audio go up and down. And we're like, yeah, this is personal. No, it's not. Like, not, not at all. And I haven't recorded an in-person podcast since COVID happened. And I've recorded over like 30 episodes. Oh, yeah. Who was your last guest? Uh, say it again. Who was your last guest on the podcast? Ooh, who was it? Uh, oh, it was uh, it was actually the school psychologist. Um, and she's already gone now. But um, wow. yeah, we had a, like a mental health awareness series. And she was, she was the final guest of We the Students. But uh, thankfully, Molly Wendell, shout out. She's picking it back up where it left off. And hopefully she can churn out some episodes. But I, I do, yeah, I, I just really miss uh, recording podcasts in person. That's like the number one extracurricular uh, hit that it took for me. Like, honestly, like the whole tennis thing was pretty upsetting. But yeah, I, I, the biggest thing was like not being able to record that final episode of We the Students in person and saying our goodbyes as a group. Really, really upsetting. That sounds like. It's just not a good thing at all. Yeah, it's not. Uh, what about what do you think about TEDx and how that panned out? Yeah, yeah, the good old TEDx situation. Um, well, I'm actually holding my, t- I have my TEDx sticker like hung up right above my computer, and I would just stare at it. Uh, <laughs> the last one. And it's definitely not a good feeling because, I mean, David and I put a lot of work into that whole TEDx thing. Just getting, just applying and getting accepted was over a four week process. And then putting together a team was probably another like four weeks and then getting all the teachers help and uh, getting all the administrative help and putting everything together and getting the funding, finding uh, small businesses to sponsor us. Right. We literally dedicated one day out of the week, every week to get all these people together to discuss this for months. Okay. This was literally like a part-time job at, at, at some, uh, at some levels, I would, I would argue. And then, walking into Coleman's office and he was like, yeah, we're pulling the plug. Like, there's no way we can get a hundred people together in a room, right? During COVID. That's just not responsible. Uh, And we just kind of had to crumble it all up and throw it in the trash. Uh, I mean, we still have the license. So thankfully there's some permanence, something left behind for like, you know, future generations of students, something maybe you guys could pick up. Uh, Yeah. But you know, it would have been nice to to organize that event. So, TEDx said hi. Yeah, that was. I completely forgot about that. That was that was that a was big a blow. Big that, that was, was a that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on all of the students like us right now? All like most of like the history students are making podcasts. Maybe as we speak right now. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um. Literally, it's so heartwarming. It is so nice to see. Like. Think about this. If David and I never got together and started podcasting, you guys wouldn't be here with me talking, right? You guys would be yeah. doing a worksheet probably or yeah. making up Google slide. And all we did here is add another dimension to education and being able to do that and not even like barely turning 18 is, uh, it's so, it's such a fulfilling experience to see like some change in the education system, even if it's minor. Uh, just seeing like at least one assignment assignment change from something, uh, you know, so like so mundane and, and just like 
you know, taking notes or, or like regurgitating information, turning into an actual conversation with students where it's, uh, it's more dynamic. I feel like, I feel like this is just so much better to engage your brain. Like, aren't you guys actually listening and thinking and trying to think of questions and, yeah, uh, I'm actually really and, this. and you guys had to collaborate. Right. And then yeah. I had to teach you how to, how to get into this, uh, mm-hmm. setting up the mics. This is more brain stimulation than you guys have probably had since, uh, your start of education, to be honest. And it's so simple though. Uh, and it's like, why haven't, why, why isn't every class doing this? Like, why can't we have a, a debate podcast? Yeah. And right. Then, sorry. Obviously you enjoy doing this a lot. Cause, uh, Maybe there's something about a new podcast you're working on. Yes, there is. Uh, as of right now, it's like in its infantile stage. Uh, nothing too like solidified. It's uh, it's called How's It Going with uh, Cal Sladen and David Chen. Right. You know, we had to keep the duo together, even though we're he's East Coast and I'm West Coast. But yes. uh, how's it going? We haven't. Well, all the episodes are published and they are somewhere on the Internet. We haven't promoted it or dropped the link yet. So you can go on a scavenger hunt and find them, but we're not going to promote the podcast until we are truly happy with the content on there. So let's say if we were trying to find it, where could people listening to this podcast find it? You could find it Spotify, Apple Music, any streaming platform, but you got to dig deep, believe me. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the key words to search are how's it going, David and uh, David Chen and Cal Slatin. Boom. There you go. So who took over the We the Students podcast? Yes, yes. Uh, the aforementioned Molly Wendell. I definitely should uh, should talk about that because, you know, We the Students, that was, uh, that was the jam. And I mean, We the Students now has like tons of infrastructure and tools. Like you guys should definitely consider getting involved in We the Students. Like I, I'm assuming the administration w- would help you get involved uh, because they were so wonderful for me and david but we have camera equipment microphone equipment we have literally like a one thousand dollar laptop sitting in there you have a classroom dedicated that is soundproofed ready for you people to just go in and be creative so like molly wendell is the orchestrator and you guys need to if you guys like need information about we the students or how to get involved and you want a piece of the pie hit up molly wendell you know what I mean? And then uh, and even hit up uh, me and David. Like, we're not that busy. Trust me. Like, we, we can pick up uh, and answer some text messages about We the Students. Uh, it's a platform. And, it, like, it's a lot better than doing worksheets and taking notes. Believe me. Definitely. So does Molly have a co-host yet or, like, no? Not yet. And I kind of decided, and, you know, Molly and I talked about it. I don't think she really needs a co-host. I think she's just going to bring on multiple guests and just let the conversation flow. Uh, like searching for a co-host that has like tons of chemistry with you, it, you're kind of stuck that's with hard. it, aren't you? That's and, and like, let's say it's the wrong one. Like that's you're you can't just like break up a duo like mutually. <laughs> it's kind of tough to do that. Be like, yeah, honestly, I don't like podcasting with you. So yeah, that's... you know, finding. Yeah, finding what David and I had was actually pretty rare, and uh, it's definitely hard to find the right co-host. So I, I think instead of yeah doing the co-host, there's just going to be multiple members of We the Students who are going to bounce around a different podcast, or that's how I imagine it. But you know, if if the the newer members have a different vision, then so be it. I mean, it's their platform now. 
So, uh, Cal, what teachers do you miss at Merced High? Oh, wow. <laughs> Introspective moment. <laughs> um, hmm. Who do I miss? I can tell you who I don't miss. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, who do I miss? I, I miss, uh, to begin with, and, you know, one of my recent teachers, Miss Jones. Uh, she taught film honors. She's actually, she doesn't even work at Merced High anymore. So scratch that. She, she got a that new job. Sucked. I was very sad when I heard about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, okay. Scratch Miss Jones. Uh, then I'll have to go with, uh, um, <laughs> maybe I don't miss Merced High. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me thank you. Hold on. I can definitely think of some teachers that I'm, that I'm going to miss. Oh. You've, you've talked about Aguayo very highly. Okay, yeah. Okay. Let's start. Let's start with Aguayo. Okay. Thank you. See, he kind of. I, I needed a little bit of help there uh, to remind me about the teachers. All right. So Aguayo, I miss you deeply. If you're listening, like you are literally one of the best teachers on planet Earth, and uh, you're very good at teaching math. I had you for two years, and like I literally was thinking about majoring in math while taking your class because I enjoyed it so much. Aguayo, I I love you. <laughs> but in a platonic and pupil to student, pupil to a teacher way. All right. Um, and then we have uh, Miss Downey, the most down to earth teacher, practically also a therapist. I mean, when can you like that's a two in one pack, dude. You have a teacher who is also a therapist and she's so compassionate, genuine, really good at teaching. Like she's the best. Uh, Miss Downey, I, I miss you. And it sucks that I didn't really get to see all my graduation or, you know, have a formal goodbye. So there you go. I'm only gonna I'm only gonna say two teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you need, right? Um uh, what was your favorite all around sports as a whole moment that you really enjoyed from Merced High? Mm, sport sport moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. Actually I do have a few. Um now, could this be like if I was watching a sport yeah, or any, could it be anything involved? Yeah. Okay. I do have actually a moment that was pretty, I still think about it a lot. Um, I, I went to watch one of the water polo games. Uh, this was, how long ago was this? I think this was, was this senior year? Yeah, it was. Uh, I went to go uh, watch a water polo game my senior year. It was uh, Buhack at Tan, Buhack, everyone's favorite school, uh, against Merced <laughs> High um, at home. So I, I drive out to... Uh, I drive out to Golden Valley because, you know, our pool is L-shaped, so we didn't want to play in it. Very, very <laughs> Merced High-like. We're in character there, right? Um, I pull up. Uh, I get there late, and we're already down 10-0. That's pretty ridiculous. Like, how do you give up 10 points and a half? So I'm like, okay, maybe I should just uh, should I just pack my bags and leave. But then, uh, you know, Vincent Arroyo hits a 360 and cuts the deficit to nine. And then David hits one, right? And then I think Harley hit one. Vincent hit with, hits one again. Easton hits one. And literally in five minutes, we're tied. And we're going to overtime. Just crazy. Like, even though the crowd was, like, probably one-fourth of the size of a football crowd, it is louder than a football match. Like, that's how intense it was. Um, that sounds great. It was amazing. And then, uh, you know, good old David goes in. I think David, I think he was the the dagger. I don't know if he's the one who finished it out, but I remember there was a game-winning point. Everyone went wild, and those are dude, those moments you, you can't take them for granted. That's what I'm trying to say. 
enjoy high school sports, high school dances, extracurriculars. Like, don't wait. <laughs> don't wait. Yeah. What was your favorite? What was your favorite tennis moment? Or let's say you playing a sport at Merced High. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? Well, one pertaining to me, uh, my favorite moment, honestly, probably my first win, my first ever tennis win, which was uh, against Atwater. We were down, literally no one won a match that day besides me, which was rare because I was defeated that year. I didn't win a single match. And mm-hmm. uh, I I had to play number uh, four. Uh, and I usually played number two doubles, which is like, that's like a, that's like a four rank jump right because that is a very big yeah many people were missing never i had never even played singles before so i was it was just one on one uh and we went three sets which means overtime for you know translation uh we basically went yeah. we went to overtime and we went all the way it's 10 to win we went 9 9 match point Dang. yeah i was shaking <laughs> uh, like literally my hands were shaking and i was probably so pale one of the most i was, was so nervous was any of your family yeah, there? Dad was there. You got to witness it. And, oh, yeah, I, I served it out. I had a really good serve my uh, sophomore year. And, yeah, I, I, I won it. Uh, and then, you know, Judy, bless her, bless her heart, one of my tennis coaches. Uh, you get an award for being the first win of the of the day. And because I was the only one, I got the award. Yeah. I got the first win of the day. And uh, really, yeah, great moment. I'll never forget it. It was awesome. Have you talked to Keith uh, like since COVID has happened? Keith is your tennis coach. Yeah, I haven't spoke to Keith yet. I need to do that like ASAP. Keith, ah, great guy. Can I just talk about Keith real fast? Talk about Keith. Do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Coach Tatango, Keith. He goes by many names on the court. Um, he is a fantastic individual. Uh, he's one of those people who is not only a coach or a teacher, but also a therapist, similar to Downey. He understands psychology and how students work and how they think. And he takes, he doesn't literally, he doesn't look at tennis as a sport or even like win or lose type thing. He looks at it as like, how can I teach you lessons that you will, that will stick with you your entire life through tennis? Yeah. And he noticed that, you know, I'm an extremely emotional person. And I bet you guys know that. And I bet it's pretty much common knowledge that I smash tennis rackets and get very angry. Um, yeah. And, you know, he was extremely patient with me. And it, like, instead of just looking at it as like, oh, Cal smashes rackets or mm-hmm. he's an angry person. He's like, yo, what's going on in your life? Like you have like inner demons that you need to face. Like this isn't normal behavior and, and didn't make it about tennis, but made it about the bigger picture, which is, you know, tennis is so minuscule. And it's like something that you only get to do for four years. So he taught me lessons through tennis that I still stick with me today. Uh, and he's been, I've been able to, you know, face my self critic and just, I've learned how to make mistakes and learn from them. And I've done it all through tennis. And, you know, Keith was a catalyst for all that. Great guy would recommend uh, taking any of his classes or even playing tennis. Cause great guy. Really great guy. Yeah. Is there anything you'd want to like tell the students at Merced High about like, is there anything they, they need to know? Ooh. Like, like a quick tip, yeah. quick, quick tip yeah. moment. Uh, yeah, I guess Cal Sladen, Merced High quick tips. Uh, eat the school lunch is my number one tip. 
like these I, I don't even understand like are you I guess freshman and sophomore you weren't allowed off campus right yeah and freshman and sophomore are like I just want to go off campus so bad <laughs> like I, I need to get the KFC five dollar fill up and everyone they were just so hyped about like getting some garbo fast food across the street yeah. when you know the school lunch went crazy if you knew what you were doing like i mean obviously if you get like the deli sandwich not good at all you know if you get there's certain things that are just absolutely disgusting that the school makes i've actually never had it brevin have you had anything from the school lunch? oh yeah dude all last year i didn't it get ba- single pack lunch man bro it bangs right it goes crazy not at all yeah um and if you get those nachos don't have them every day you get sick of them quick but like you know if you have those nachos like twice a week you yep. mix in some burgers. You can even make aioli out of like that mayonnaise and ketchup and make your own sauce and put some nice <laughs> things together. Um, Secret sauce. Bro, you'll be grubbing at school every day for free because that free lunch law that was changed. It's not bad. Yeah. Not terrible. That's for sure. And and you're saving lots of money. Like if you had that five dollar filled every day for the end of the year, bro, that's what's 180 times five. That's how much you're spending. In money that's crazy that's too much money bro like you're in high school save up you cannot be buying that five dollar fill up every day you need that you need that mercy at high school zero dollar fill up that's where it's at when i was when i was a freshman that's all i wanted to do like i just wanted to get off campus right because i've been friends with like seniors and juniors yeah whole, yeah 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 like, years. and but, i was like that was my goal but then the moment you're given that privilege of like now i'd never do it yeah you, i just never do you it. never do it and you, you just won't do it because it's just like yeah. it's also just not enough time Have, like they give us like 30 minutes not even 30 minutes yeah bro like by the time you make it to mcdonald's the bell will ring and you just got a full sprint back with your quarter pounder and then your teacher won't even let you eat it in class like that's it's that doesn't sound good at all yeah just stay on campus chill that's what it's all about like don't be those kids who like run full sprint back from mcdonald's that just doesn't that's not what you want to be doing before class dude like just relax with your friends eat some nachos scroll on your phone take a nice mental break yeah yo and if you yeah if you're in we the students bro hit up the podcast room go in there have a nice relaxing conversation and record it while you're eating like doesn't that sound like a nice way to spend your lunch it does right so uh yeah, bro, just stay away from spending unnecessary money. That's my number one advice for yeah. new students. Well, all right, Cal. We're about at that 30-minute mark. We talked about a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything you want to kind of wrap it up with or anything? I mean. Yeah, I guess. Uh, is there anything you want to say? I guess, yeah, just take this assignment seriously. Like, podcasting is uh, is just such a great platform, and I hope everyone just doesn't joke around and, like, make this assignment stupid because how can how like it, the directions are simple have a conversation like it's you can't even overcomplicate it so i hope people enjoyed this and i hope you know they end up uh wanting to pursue this median more than just this one assignment uh and that's pretty much all i got to say so thanks for having me on guys i really appreciate it yeah. it was great to have you very mm-hmm. great man all righty and that concluded our first episode of frog talk frog talk Yo, Burleson and Revin <laughs> <Brandon> Nene. <laughs>